everyone, and welcome to another edition of Setting the Tone Interviews. My name is Daniel, and today, Lizzie, Lauren, and I are twice as excited to get the chance to sit down with both Yvette Freeman and Laura Seron. Yvette played Nurse Halle Adams, making 184 appearances across all 15 seasons, and Laura played Nurse Chuni Marquez, making 219 appearances also across all 15 seasons. Yvette and Laura, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Glad to be here. Thank you so much for inviting us. So to kick it off, a uh, question for both of you is, how did you get your start in acting and what got you involved with ER? Um, I always wanted to be an actress from um, high school on. I went to New York. I did a, a stint there 17 years in musical theater all over the world. Ain't Misbehaving, did it on Broadway, a bunch of stuff. And um, then I got to the point that um, I got sick of being on the road and um, came out to California. And I had an agent, Honey Saunders, and she hooked me up. And ER was my, uh, I got it three years um, staying here because I was on my way back. I said, oh, ain't nothing happening here. <laughs> and then I got ER and that's it. That's what happened to me. <laughs> I got planted here. <laughs> okay, quick. That's so funny because I didn't know this about you, Yvette. That's amazing. <laughs> I had no idea that you did a stint on, on Broadway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I took my own show back. I'll, I'll talk about that later. I, I went to, uh, did a, I have an OB off Broadway uh, and stuff. So, wow. Yeah. We should have talked more about that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, well, myself, I, uh, I grew up in a uh, suburb of Chicago and uh, I did some theater too in junior high, high school. It's kind of shy. Because uh, when I came to this country, I didn't speak English, so my accent kind of got in the way. Um, but later, I just kept taking it, and then uh, uh, I ended up uh, in the city doing a lot of theater. And I did everything that Chicago provides for actors, which is from theater to small films that come in, and and some some TV shows. Now there there are a lot more, but uh, back then in the 80s, late 80s, 90s. Uh, just a few TV shows that, that come in and um, some some film, industrial films, commercial, voiceovers, anything you can do. Then after a while, like 13 years in, doing a lot of theater in Chicago, which I loved, um, and that was basically my school, um, I, I, decided, I wanted to be part of the movement of Latinos in, in Hollywood. Uh, at the time, there was a lot of like, oh, uh, Latinos mm -hmm. are growing in Hollywood, and, and then it would slow down, and then you know, when I made my, my choice, I just wanted more opportunity. Um, there was a big movement of, of Latinos in Hollywood. So I was like, I want to be part of that. So I came in and I came to, I booked myself in a, one of the Oakwoods. Back then they used to put actors in, in, one, in Burbank. And, um, yes. and I booked myself and then I just explored. And um, then I went back to Chicago. Then I, when I came back the second time, the first time I just came for three months, the second time I came back, my dad told me to stay. And uh, I came in like in January, in April, I auditioned for ER and I got it. And I had no idea it was going to be recurring at all. And uh, so after that, now we're here. It was a great run. So I have to ask because it seems like every single other person that we've talked to know, knew John Wells in some capacity. Did either of you know John Wells before the show? Not at all. I was a new plant, you know, what they call it, a transplant from Chicago. So no, no idea. Yeah. I just had seen the show 
yeah, I seen the show and I remember right. I watched one of the episodes, uh, the Blizzard episode. I remember, I think it was the, the first season. Mm-hmm. I remember looking at the TV. I remember this day clearly. And I was like, I want to be in that show. I don't know how the universe works. It must have had like open like <laughs> ears that day. But, the, you know, soon after that, I actually was on the show. It was, it was weird. I wasn't like, oh, my God, I can't wait. To... No, it was just like, oh, my God, I want to be in that show. It was very casual. It was bizarre. It's one of our favorite episodes, too. Yeah. That's like, that's amazing, too, because I think that's. I think that's the 10th episode and i think i think uh your character first shows up i think only about 12 weeks later so that's very quick you're <laughs> you know that wow <laughs> very quick turnaround yeah we've <laughs> we we dig a little too deep sometimes but um you you both kind of touched on this a little bit already but what were your initial impressions of your respective characters and did you expect that you would be on the show for as long as you both were no, I did not expect anything. Um, I was driving a Pinto at the time, I, you know, from New York. Pinto, I just bought a car. It was like $1,200 <laughs> cash. Boom. Well, this thing kept blowing up. And I had this audition for uh, ER or something like that. That's all I thought. And I was worried about getting, it was crossing the valley. And I lived in um, Santa Monica on the beach. Thank you very much. It was wonderful. And my car it was barely got to this audition with uh, John Wales and and uh, John, who, the casting director. Uh, Levy. Levy. Well, there were four women out front uh, uh, waiting for my part, the audition for my part. Uh, there was a African American, me, white, uh, Latino, and uh, Asian. They had one of every color, and I went in there on my turn, and started reading my, doing my lines with John Levy and John Levy started pushing me, rushing me. And I'm like, excuse me, hold it. I mean, I'm worried about that, that car in the parking lot that's, that's smoking, trying to get home. You know how far it is to the beach to, from the valley? And then I went on and I said, okay, you, you can come on. All right. And we went on and finished the audition. And remember Laura, it was like a crowded room. It was a small room and all these yes. people sitting up in there. Oh, and I didn't even care. I was worried about getting home. By the time I got home from that audition, I had the job. My agent called because I gave them attitude, the attitude wow. they wanted for my character. Nice. That was it. Yep. <laughs> That's, That's how I got it. That tracks. It's so funny because I mean, the characters, the, the characters are a lot like me because yes. it's the same age from Chicago. I mean, I grew up in Chicago, Latina. And uh, the only thing is, I don't have seven brothers or however many I had. I think it was seven brothers, or nor bikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had. Like I that. met a guy actually in Chicago, one of my uh, uh, theater uh, friends, um, that uh, actually uh, he taught me a lot about motorcycles at the time. So it's funny how life is, you know, like the experiences. What is it? Life imitates art, or vice versa. <laughs> but um, I actually mm-hmm. worked in a hospital. So I felt like I had me to bring in my experiences to bring to the table. And, and I guess little Chicago attitude, like Yvette said, <laughs> I, that's, they love that. So I mean, and, I, we didn't have to do anything. Yeah, we didn't have to do anything. We just well, had you know, to bring so, ourselves. And, and that's, a, that's the thing. The characters were so close to us. Uh, we didn't have to pull that far to act. And that's usually for um, any kind of TV series or anything mm-hmm. like that. You don't have to pull. You just have to deal with 
what's going on and how your you or your character would react to what's happening right then. So it's close. It's best that it's like close to you because it's fast. Oh. It's the work. It's fast. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And if that's right, the room was it, it, the audition rooms are very small. And back then, also there was a lot. Of, there, used, there used to be a lot of people in the room. Sometimes, yes. like especially when you're testing and all that for Ooh. a pilot, it's like 17, 22, <laughs> ridiculous. Now, it's a whole different world. Different world. We love the attitude the nurses bring to the show. It's definitely one of our highlights. Well, they called us the fabric. Watching, so. The nurses, all that, our level, we were the ones that people recognized. They could change all their stars, but long as we were there, we gave them a place to, to they knew what show it was. You know, all of us. And you know what's funny? I appreciated right. nurses even more so. I mean, oh. I, I worked in the hospitals and dietary services, but I always had appreciation for the, the health um career, I guess. And uh, I appreciated it even more mm -hmm. uh, working and how much people basically gave them so much, so many props for being the ones who are with the patient, so caring and basically a big liaison between the doctor and the patient, you know, and one on one the patient. So it made me appreciate the uh, health workers even more. Mm -hmm. And Yvette, we have, going back to you and your work on the pilot, um, what are some of your memories of filming that pilot episode and how long did it take you to realize that the show was going to be the success that it was? Well, I didn't recognize that uh, while we were doing the pilot at all, okay? <laughs> I didn't know. Um, I know that we were working in this, this hospital that had been closed down. And if you went into the wrong room, you could find spiders and all kinds of things. Yeah, and um, and they tried their best. Oh, in the beginning, we would do, you know, uh, the first show, it was all fake medicine. I mean, fake stuff. By the end of the show, mm -hmm. we had hearts moving, <laughs> blood pumping, all kinds of special effects, <laughs> babies that were made and all that kind of stuff. Um, but in the beginning, if you notice the first show where our hands are down out of the camera, you didn't see anything. Mm -hmm. Okay, because we didn't have anything. <laughs> we would be going like this. Wow. <laughs> so, um, but it was fast. And um, I remember seeing Crichton. I, me I remember seeing, uh, you know, John Wells. Of course, he was, he, didn't he direct it? He directed it. And um, and Clooney, of course, and, and um, Tony and Eric, they were all, they were the principals. We were the um, supports. And um, supported them good, made them starve. I'm still looking for a job. It worked out pretty good. <laughs> uh, so, you know, in contrast to that, Lara, um, your character first appears in late season one, episode the second, the second episode from the end of the season. What was it like for you trying to fit in with this group of actors that had spent the better part of a season getting to know each other and how to work around one another in such a fast-paced It's funny because I, first of all, Yvette, another, another fun fact is they say these days, I had no idea that you guys didn't have anything. By the time I got there, which was the second season, second to last episode of the first season, mm -hmm. I, we already had some of the hard, maybe not as amazing and high tech as it were at the end, end yeah. but they were pretty, they were pretty amazing already. I mean, mm. I, you, you were right. We didn't have to act. We just went in there, you know, knew our work. And of course, our, some of our little motivations or whatever, and uh, just were ourselves. But it was uh, when we had to do those fast paced, like, Ooh, uh, you know, scenes. 
Okay, that was that was tough. Uh, that, that's <laughs> one thing that definitely you had to make sure you had your lines your lines down, even if they were minimal, because sometimes, and I know it's probably later on. There's a question about this, but because uh, sometimes you were in the beginning of this long takes, or in the middle, or in the end, it was well. The beginning mm -hmm. was kind of like cool because then you don't have to restart many things, but when you were in the middle or the end Ooh. it was as equally nerve-wracking as you know either it was yeah it was pretty um it was tough in that sense Intense. but and yeah but all the actors were so cool that it was a breeze going in the only thing one time the first time i met george clooney with those beautiful mediterranean eyes that's the only one thing that made me a little nervous i was all cool like hey how what's up whatever and then he turned and he said hello and i was like Oh, oh, hi. Well, I was a little bit, a little gaga. But me too. Otherwise, me too. I, I couldn't yeah. even look at him straight because he was so gorgeous, you know, and nice. So beautiful, those eyes. And sweet, yeah. <laughs> and everybody was so cool that it was so easy to integrate oh. that beautiful family. Everybody, everybody. Yeah. No egos. It starts from the top, you know, all, all the regulars. They had no, nobody had an ego in yeah. there. And I think that made, that's what made it beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> Sorry, that was just perfect. We just keep That's hearing great. how nice George Clooney is, and it's it's just so nice to know that you know the main cast was in fact, you know, treated everybody equally, and that it was really that family attitude because it comes across that way in the show. But you never really know. So I know everybody always, always asks that. Sorry to interrupt you, Lauren. Everybody else always That's asks okay. that, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I wish I had a different story. Not bad, but it was just like, no, he is as amazing as people say. <laughs> Yeah. No, we love the consistency. Right, exactly. It means you're all telling us the truth or you're all in on it together. Um, but yeah, so you had mentioned, Laura, the fast paced dialogue and how intense those scenes could be. Did either of you have any specific sequence that you remember having trouble with or hitting a particular term or mark on one of those fast paced um, um, scenes? I had, what, I had a word that I could not say. Okay. And I, can, I can't even remember the word. But uh, Jonathan Kaplan was directing, and he just said, uh, "Well, we'll just change the word." But you know what? To change a word, you had to go to the writers <laughs> to change the word. We had to be word perfect, uh, and thankfully they changed the word, mm. and then I could do the scene. Okay, somehow it just cut my tongue. Went, no, I'm not doing this, you know. And but if they changed mm. it, they came down from the writers' area room, way wherever. And um, you know, changed it one word. <laughs> yeah. That's that's funny. That's I actually can't things. remember a technical word that was difficult, but yeah, I mean, I definitely had to work because imagine I had my accent was I think thicker back then. I went to a diction coach because fast pace and some technical job, and you kind of had to go be quick on it. So I was like, I took two years with this uh, vocal coach. Mm -hmm. Didn't help much, to be honest. That's why I wanted to her. But I had all these exercises I had to do, and I would stay on, you know, like the day before I would work on it, so it would come out smooth, and that you could actually, you know, understand what I was saying. Um, but uh, so technical words, no, it's just one time. It's so funny because no technical words, but one time there was a, a, a something about um, that I, me and somebody else were like rice uh rice rice and beans and i was like they always wrote great for you know me as a latina and i'm sure yvette you know being african-american there was like 
no, we didn't have any issues with that. At least I don't remember. Mm -hmm. The only thing that one time I was like, why do why do I have to say rice and beans? <laughs> I mean, I love rice and beans, obviously, <laughs> but I was like, I don't understand why. And they're like, what do you want to say? I'm like, I don't know, Peter butter and jelly. And I'm like, they're okay. They didn't care. They didn't care about that. So that was the only thing that ever in those all those years I had an issue with. But otherwise, technical. Sometimes I just have to. We just have to work on it. But yeah, that's really impressive. That that's like the only one that comes to mind for you know potentially problematic <laughs> or can we tweak this writing? So yeah, good care. on them. Yeah, and Laura, we also Chuni had a brief romance storyline with Doctor Green in season three. How did you like getting to do something a little different with your character, and how was it working with um, Anthony Edwards in that capacity? Oh my god, I was so excited! Uh, I was so <laughs> excited, and that was the first time I worked with Jonathan Kaplan. Which Jonathan Kaplan is this beautiful white man. He looks like Santa Claus. He has a huge white beard, <laughs> and, but he can be very intimidating, right? So, because he had this voice, and he he would fire people left and right, and then he would he would say like, nah, I was, you know, they weren't really fired. But anyway, so people were intimidated by him. I was intimidated by him. So, I uh, imagine that, and then I, I was excited about getting more to do. So at first it was a little nerve wracking, but then as we went along, it was so much fun. And it was just like, yes, something to sink my teeth into. And Anthony Edwards was so generous knowing that, you know, we, we didn't really, he had not really highlighted me before. And so he was very generous and um, as an actor. So I, I could not have had a better, you know, like uh, transition into doing something a little better. Now afterwards, it was kind of like a down, uh, a letdown because you mm. were writing on this all this like great dialogue and scenes, and then it was like okay, back to your your day job. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sure Yvette can attest to that. You know, it was great when we had more to do, and then it's still a great gig, but you know, it was nice when when we had something to do. You know, really fun. Yes, yeah, yeah. I wish it would have lasted a little longer, but. You know, it was, it was we, fun. We were very surprised, actually, because uh, all three of us remembered it. It was one of the things we kind of talked about before we started doing the show. We were like, oh, yeah, Chuni and Mark have a thing, like, in one of the seasons. And, and as we were all talking about it, we were like, I wonder when that's going to come up. And, and I remember it being kind of a bigger deal. And then when we actually got to it, I think it only lasted about two or three episodes. Like, it was very yes. quick. It was it was in exactly. and out. Yeah. And I actually had another one with uh, Goran that nobody yeah. ever told us to do That's anything. right. That's true. Yeah, it, it was just talked about, but never oh, really. He was cute, too. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yep. Adorable. We, I, we all Those agree with you on that one. hard to work with because you keep looking at him like. <laughs> uh, so our next question is for you, Yvette. Um, one of your character's most memorable moments was unveiling the, you know, quote, wall of name tags during Abby Lockhart's final episode in season 15. Uh, do you have any memories of filming that that episode and being trusted with sort of carrying the baton for such a memorable and iconic moment? Not one bit. <laughs> um, I was more sad to see uh, her go than to think about the wall. I wasn't even thinking about all that. I, I really liked her. I mean, she's a sweet lady and kind and generous. And, you know, we had some great, lead actors in our show Laura. they were wonderful absolutely i mean yeah. not that their dad they were but you know they're all doing very well um and um 
they deserve it. They're really good. I mean, out and out, I liked them. I couldn't find, I can't find anything. I would, you know, if I could find something nasty to say about one of them, I could be, you know, out there, you know, everybody would turn in on Instagram and say, oh, she said this and that. I can't. I have nothing. I mean, I wish, I no, I don't wish. No. I'm glad I was <laughs> it works like that. But I think that the nature. You would ask me a question. Um, about why I came out to LA. I wanted to be, when I came out here, I wanted to be on Star Trek. Now ask me if I had an audition for Star Trek. Not one, <laughs> not one time, my whole life. Now I'm old and Whoopi gets all those parts. So uh, <laughs> all I wanted, I, to this day, I still want to be on Star Trek. That's the only way I'm gonna get to the moon. By the way, Yvette, you look the same. Uh, well, so do you. Girl, you look the same. The only thing is your hair, that's, you know, that beautiful, uh, uh, what is that, platinum? But no, your no, face? it's gray. It's gray. Gray? Well, that's beautiful. It's in anyway. It changes colors with any lights, but it's it's real. And I put wigs on to hide it, you know, because some people don't want, you know, that, you know, look. But um, I love it. I've been natural the whole time anyway. Amazing. Wow. In fact, ER, I went in for the audition with a wig on. And um, I asked, it was Mimi Leader who was directing. And I said, do I have to wear this wig? You know, if this is going to be a series, I'm going to be like in pain the whole time wearing a wig. And and she said, uh, and she made the decision, no, because I showed it my hair. It was this little teeny fro. Yeah. And she said, that's perfect. And I'm like, okay. And that's, what's, <laughs> that's how it happened. We just made great women. We had some great women supporting women on that show, definitely. We, when we talked to um, Connie Marie Brazelton a few months ago, uh, she actually brought that specifically up. She was uh, said that, that they made you wear a wig in the uh, pilot episode, but then pilot. no no more after that. Like it was a consistent right. choice. But they, they know they, they they didn't make me wear a wig. That's what I came in with. Mm. Ah, that's what okay. they want. And then when I saw that it was going to be a, a, a series, and I was and John Wells said uh, at the end of the pilot. We're going to use you a lot. That's what he said to me. And I said, wow. That's a nice word to hear. And that's how it changed. When I found out I, w- I had a little gig <laughs> for a while. Yeah, a little while. 15 no, years. No, no. <laughs> <A little laughs> while. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad for your comfort and for representation's sake that they let hey. you go natural. Yeah. Like, always wore natural. And then, um, so for both of you, we talked about how great the main cast was, but were there any guest stars that you really enjoyed having on set? Alan Alda. Oh my God, that's one of mine too. (laughs) Oh my God, he was absolutely fantastic. He knew everyone's name. I mean, all everybody, all the way down to the people serving, uh, giving us food on the side of the, you know, in, in the trucks and things like that. He was absolutely wonderful, nice, giving knew his lies and he was fabulous so you had him too huh wow yes he's one of mine one of the ones that i remember the yes so kind and generous and team player Mm -hmm. Uh, i also have forrest whitaker oh love Mm -hmm. forrest whitaker Mm -hmm. uh i also have uh, sally fields i didn't get to work with her a lot but she was so sweet and generous Mm -hmm. Uh, who else do i have how about all the way back rosemary clooney Mm-hmm. George's George's aunt. Do I think you know that was before. Her? That was only the third right. episode. Huh? Yeah, I think that was right before Chuni. That came was right on. before Chuni came on. Yeah. Right. He he threw her a birthday party on Hollywood Boulevard, 
blocked off Hollywood Boulevard in front of the El Capitan Theater or not, uh, no, the other one too, the whole thing. And um, I sang with my husband to Rosemary Clooney, besides sitting at her table and all that kind of stuff with him. But he said he wanted me to sing and he knew what song she wanted and I sang this song to her. I'm like, oh my God, the woman that I, I loved, you know, hearing her sing and I'm going to sing to her. Oh my oh, God. It was fantastic. It was the, one of the highlights of my whole whole life. So, no, and, I have heard about that. I didn't, I know I wasn't there for, for that one for sure. Mm, wow. Yeah. Up a whole street in LA for his auntie. Oh, how nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love those days. The nineties, everybody was very, you know, generous with the, with the, their success. Mm -hmm. They were. Yeah. It was very cool. They share, they share the love. Yeah. Also, one of my other ones is uh, Don Cheeto. Don Cheeto's great. He left another us to go do there. Uh, Hotel Rwanda. Really? Go do that, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And Mar Marissa, Mariska, Mariska. Hardikit. Mariska Hardikit. Yeah, she was fun. Yeah. She was funny. She was fun. <laughs> her character is so funny because her character is so, like, not, not, not as, like, fun as she is in person, but in person, <laughs> she's total. She's a sweetheart and, and fun. Yeah, yeah we just like... we just started covering her character. I think a week or two ago, like her yeah. character first popped up yeah. for the first time. So, yeah, she's great. Mm -hmm. A lot of great people. A lot of great people came through. Yep. How about the the ones that were child actors and then they became? I don't remember some of them. Like the little girl from uh, in the family. What's her name? Um, oh, she. Uh, she apparently was on ER. I don't remember her. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I not not for nothing. I mean, right. but I just kind of like went whew, when they could yeah. when you couldn't keep the pace up, you kind of went away really fast. And there's uh, a few directors. I remember seeing one director doing this. I swear to you. I swear this is this is not a lie. I can't even tell you the director's name, but he was he went like this. <laughs> I swear, Why? he didn't know how to get it together. <laughs> oh my gosh! It was too much, and and he was standing on the side, and I just happened to be walking there. He was in the corner, and I went, "Oh, okay, get out of here." <laughs> so I'm not nice. sure. I'm not going to say names or anything like that. Sure. It was it was hard on those directors coming in. Oh yeah. You know. You know, don't, the main directors were Jonathan Kaplan, uh, Mimi Leader, Felix with the music. Felix 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 Kala. Kala. Ah. One of my favorites too. Yeah. Yes. Yep. We would party on the music in between the setups. On the setups. He, he, he used music. to say that he used to direct with like with because we used to do a lot of steady cam, and mm -hmm. he used to make it like a dance. Definitely, you're right. He used to play music, and you know, during rehearsals, he he was like, I want us to be like a dance. <laughs> Yeah, yeah he, it was. Fun. You're right. He's one of mine, too. So you both have kind of touched on this um, a little bit as we've gone along here. But as both of you are kind of constant presences on a show that kind of, as you mentioned, always had a changing cast. There were always different new faces coming in. Um, was there a particular season or a particular cast group that stood out to you as kind of your favorite? Well, I would just say the first group. Um, and then everybody else was going through. And I, I can't say that. I did not like anyone because, again, mm -hmm. they cast uh, right. They did the, you know, John Levy did the casting. He did right by each character. And it, it would, 
each person was close to who they were. And um, they were nice. We were just, it was a blessed show. We, I, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I agree. For me too, Yvette, for me too, uh, the first cast was definitely a favorite and funny enough, the last also, mm. because some of the last, the last cast also was like, some of the people were in the in between the, you mm -hmm. know, the, after the, the first cast and, and they kind of like lasted, I, I don't, I'm not speaking correctly. They lasted till the last, to the mm -hmm. last season. So for me, it was the last, the first and last, um, uh, uh, cast that you know it was it's and, and and it's true everybody for some reason i think it started with the first season right there was a certain tone that was um yes that was set and when people people came in and they just everybody just fit very well in that in that in that tone and um and yeah you're right i think it has a lot to do with you know casting they know they get the feeling of the people who are going to be regulars and so I think it, it, it was always, and, and then it became a well-oiled machine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Everybody knew what they were doing and, and the directors and they always wrote great. And then it evolved. The show evolved, but it was always consistently good because they tried to base it on reality. Unreal, yes. Unreal, unreal, you know, reality and, and real, um, just on the reality of a medical, uh, show. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, I remember watching Noah grow up. He went from a little kid, fresh out of college, all the way up to grown man married kids <laughs> at that time. It was amazing to see, you know, you look at that beginning, he's the baby. Mm-hmm. You know? I think I think we called him Baby Carter pretty much the entire first season. That was Sweet Baby was Carter. Name. And Sweet most Baby of, Carter. And most of the second as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally baby. Like we're just getting to the part where now he's actually in the ER consistently and now we're like, okay, this is actual Carter. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's him. It's watching him grow up and they took him as a child and and in the hospital situation and grew him up in that mm -hmm. hospital situation, you know, as a doctor who was growing up and learning. And, I, and that's that's a great through line, you know, that's reality it. through line and, um, you know, the show's through line. These They knew how to write, mm -hmm. you know, and it didn't turn into a soap opera. You know, to the end, it kind of got soap opera-ish a little bit, <laughs> but it, it, Just it, a little. Yeah, it, it came with the times, right? It was yeah. evolving. It evolved and, um, you know, you know, in the beginning we used, remember when we would do the trauma scenes and the, and we, the, the heart would be pumping, okay? I remember doing this. There was a crew guy underneath the table, rocking the table as I was doing the compressions. <laughs> and oh, he's yeah. the table. Oh yeah, oh yeah, all those little and, tricks. And now they, it, it, by the end of the thing, the heart, you could see it beating and you could see the blood flowing. These, the, the, the people were making all the, uh, uh, they evolved. Everybody involved. In fact, you couldn't have done ER without all the digital uh, changes. They could not have done it with 35 millimeter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they, they had to do it with, we came in, we came at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, with it. So next question for both is for both of you as well. Um, is there an episode or scene that stands out to you as particularly memorable or personally significant? 
Well, I remember Blizzard as being the high point of the beginning of the show. And I do remember Abby, I do. Um, that was good. And um, I remember us singing, um, celebrating uh, birthdays. Um, and yeah, working with my husband coming in and, and, and uh, we recorded the song. I don't remember what song it was, but we had a band. We did it a couple of times. And um, those were good times and, and it felt like a party. Mm -hmm. Real part. Yeah, yeah, true. For me, it was uh, my first episode, which was uh, the Quentin Tarantino episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> to be in a great show that I had wanted to be in, and then to, you know, to be with a director that was so hot at the mo at the time, and such a great director. Uh, so it was that scene where Sherry Stringsfield, um, sister was having a baby mm -hmm. and I was I was helping to deliver because I I was one of the OBGYN nurses uh, and uh, I came in and I remember that I didn't know about the white album Beatles I didn't know anything <laughs> about that so I had to do a little research the night before and I was like oh my god you know because I, I didn't know if it was like do we have to really know uh, the song but it was so much fun and I, I didn't really know the song but as I said, I, I researched the night before, and um, so just it came in, and I, I guess I acted like I knew the song. <laughs> so I, I remember that one. It was so much fun. My first, my first uh, episode, the uh, the live episode, the live yes. episode. Who could forget that one, man? I missed it. Uh, did you really? Ooh, I watched it. I was um, I I was doing working too, other TV. Mm -hmm. I was doing another TV mm -hmm. oh. ER. So I had to do that, and and I, I, you know what? I'm glad I missed it. Okay. <laughs> Why? I had a heart attack. You know, if I had, you would have been fine because you did theater. Yeah, but still, I still would have had a heart attack because theater only has a couple thousand people in the audience. This one, <laughs> million. Okay. True. Yeah, it was so fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Now I remember I saw what happened to the uh, the. Um, uh the knife uh one was yes i was in that scene um jesse <laughs> yeah. borrego jesse borrego who's another amazing actor he uh did some i think he either dropped the knife or yeah. it wasn't set right or something and he yeah. i think he just reminded it yeah and those were the beautiful moments though like why have a uh live show if there is little things that can go mm -hmm. wrong yeah you know? we we I discussed that scalpel in depth on that on the coverage of the live episode. Yep. Yeah, it was so it, it was so impressive that it was such a because there was I think a good six or seven of you standing in that doorway, and none of you missed a beat. Like none of yeah. you, none of you paused for even a second. Like it was just like okay, he doesn't have a scalpel. We're just gonna still pretend <laughs> to be afraid. Like everybody, it was incredible. Like really, really good job. Oh my God! Thank you. I just got chills. Remember going back to that moment, the way you set it up. That we were all there. Oh, okay, that's yeah. so cool. That's like it feels so good. Yeah, because he still comes across very threatening, and he's acting his ass off. So, pardon my French, but you know he's really <laughs> going for it, and you all make it work. So, um, but moving on from there, this is for both of you. From talking with Connie Marie Brazelton and Ellen Crawford, we've heard what a tight-knit group the nurses were, both on and off camera. Can you expand a little bit on your personal experiences as part of that special group and what it meant to you or continues to mean to you? Okay, well, I, I, I still hang out with uh, Ellen. 
I, I, I haven't seen uh, Laura for a long time because she don't live here. And I uh, do. I do live here. You do? Yes, girl. I live in LA. Why haven't I seen you? I go, <laughs> Lily, I see. I see Connie. I see Ellen forever. I go to her house and eat and eat, eat her food. Oh, my gosh. You know, that's okay. Well, it's we got to all hook up. Okay, yes, so this is it. We've been planning yes, to do it after this COVID thing. Okay, because it's going to go. Please, Lord, let it go. Um, yes, but you know something else? COVID, us meeting like this Zoom thing. This is be cool. You know, you didn't have mm -hmm. to go outside your house to drive somewhere to have this meeting. But anyway, yes, we are all still, you know, except for a few of us. <laughs> um, we, um, you know what? Though? It's like those good friends that when they get back together, it's like nothing. You know what I mean? I, yeah, we don't. For me, I don't feel uh, removed from their from you guys' friendship at all. It's just distance. You know, I I see uh, Connie Marie and her Instagram, her cute little Instagram, not little, but her cute Instagram uh, post that she does. And Ellen, from time to time, she calls me and leaves me certain messages uh, for you know she's uh, she's involved with the union. And, uh, and her husband and who else? Uh, we just lost a dear friend. These are D. Yeah. These are D. Man, that was so 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 sad. He's so young. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, I remember the last time we got together actually was with it was Deezer, Lily, um, who else? Myself, and a couple other people came uh, after the show. We got together a couple of times, but then you know people have their lives and. Kids, and, yeah, and we start yeah. separating them, but then you get back and you go boop, back to where it was a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah, because we, we all got along genuinely so great. So, yeah, yeah anyway, yeah, these are the you know, rest in peace. I'm rest in peace, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so another question for both of you, um, since you were both there right till the bitter end, uh, what were your memories of filming that series finale episode and kind of what your emotions were during that? Uh, I'm sure very emotional time after 15 years. I couldn't believe it was over with. And uh, I don't think it is. I think it lingers like right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I think every hospital show that comes uh, after um, like Chicago Hope, remember that? In the beginning we were going neck to neck with them <laughs> now they're back and uh, they just picked up where we left off. And so it keeps going. It keeps going. And all the actors keep going. They're all doing wonderful work, you know? And um, I felt bad and happy at the same time. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that? But that's the way I yeah. feel. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because uh, for me, I, um, I I think a lot of us were ready to move on. You know, it was mm -hmm. a wonderful experience. We loved it. We, um, yeah, we, we had a, a, we had a really good time. But I think that we we were ready to move on because after doing you know uh, the same character for so long and also a lot of us that were recurring since we didn't really get a lot of the meaty uh, scenes for us it was really also um, I I think I can speak to for a lot of us you know ready to move on even though we were gonna miss the family we all were part of you know we mm -hmm. all created I think a beautiful a beautiful family you know the crew everybody from from the crew, the background, uh, props, and directors, writers, everybody. Um, we all, I think, we, we knew we were going to miss each other, uh, but I think that people were ready to part ways. 
So it was definitely better sweet, but I don't remember the, the episode. <laughs> uh, I really don't. I don't know. Was it the one? No, it wasn't when the hospital got shot at, right? It wasn't like, it was no. right shortly after that, wasn't it? I don't um, remember it either. No, it's the, I'll say the thing with the the final episode is that it was sort of beautiful in the way that it was just sort of a normal. Yeah. There's nothing too with real the, crazy happening. With, yeah. With the exception of like everyone else, everyone coming back for like, um, I think Carter, he opens up a clinic. Mm-hmm. And so it brings everyone from the old, ca- almost everyone from the old cast back. And like outside of that though, it's just the show goes on. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's just wrapping up That's some storylines and yep. Exactly. Everyone's just having very normal days. Yeah, I yeah. just yeah, I just remember you're right. And uh, the director, I was I didn't work with him. That you you did, Yvette. Uh, the director that directed the pilot wrote the last episode. Rod. The last yeah. episode, right? Rod. Rod. That's Rod, the last yeah. time I was wrong. John Wells didn't direct. It was Rod Holcomb. Mm-hmm. That's right. There you go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So we ended. We started and we ended together. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> That's so funny because then there was a rumor that they, they were gonna, there was going to be a movie happening. Yes. And I was like, I already had my scenario. <laughs> my scenario, because, you know, like uh, Nurses Without Borders uh, in real life, they were like, sometimes you would go in and talk uh, for them. Right, Yvette? You, yep. you, you have... yep. So for in my scenario, I was one of those nurses who went to, I don't know, some, somewhere in Central America. <laughs> <laughs> and so if, when the movie came out, but the movie never happened. But the game did. Do you guys have the game? Just got it, actually. And I, yeah. de- I debated about putting in a question about it because I was like, well, this is be kind of something weird. And then I was like, there's no way she'll remember doing that. There is that oh, yeah. was probably an af- there was an afternoon of her life and she never thought about it again, probably. I thought it was a hoop. <laughs> yep, we just we, we just bought it like yeah. a, a yeah. week ago like it looks it looks like it was a studio's afterthought and i'm so glad they at least brought in voice actors like from the show but but the premise of the game itself it's just like because we're all pretty avid gamers so we're all like how can this work it doesn't so so okay good good to know we we have your blessing to say that if it doesn't going into it but it's bad <laughs> Yeah, we're looking forward to it though. But, I'm, sh- definitely be- but I'm sure you were wonderful in it. I'm yeah, sure if the game is terrible, I'm sure yeah, you were little, wonderful. My little fat icon going around. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, oh, I just almost snorted. I'm sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> it's okay. It's I'm a great s- laugh. I'm, I'm oh. looking forward to that even more now. Oh, okay, so let's uh, let's dive into a couple fan questions now. Okay. Uh, so one for the both of you is, how do the cast deal with filming the scenes when uh, Carter reads the letter that Mark died? And overall, how did Anthony Edwards leaving the show affect everyone? Um, I, I was cheering for him. You know, go. Go and move on to do all the things that you're, you've done, you know. And it was very sad. You know, we did, you know, you took it in. Um, that because he was someone um, that we're not going to see anymore. So you use that for feeling bad, you know, and feel, you know, missing him because we would we would miss him. We did miss him. So. Yes, it was. A, I remember it was a very sad episode. Yeah. Um, but it's so funny because the, the show did change in a way. But again, because there were other people that came in and brought a different energy. Still good energy. I think it was it was it was okay. It was good. 
but yeah, it did. I think that it did change when you know, like Juliana, George, uh, Anthony Edwards, and then finally, um, you know, Sherry Stringfield, and then Noah Wiley at the towards the end. Of course, you know, you, it feels different, but uh, but because it, it was still good, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of like okay, like the like the relative who I don't know, like the relative who moves away, and mm-hmm. then you just see him. <laughs> From time to time, but yeah, you yeah. just adjust, I guess. It's still good. Yeah, but it's acting anyway. You 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 move on. Everybody goes. Everybody goes and hopefully do something else. You know, so that's what happens. Next one is Laura from a fan in Mexico. They said, "Is there a specific reason why you've never worked in Mexico, and do you ever get recognized for your work when visiting?" You know, it's funny, I have a lot of family still in Mexico and I, because I grew up here, I just never really, I, I, I used to think about like maybe working in a soap opera back in the day, and a good <laughs> soap opera, not a cheesy one. Uh, but then it was like, you know, I hear that there's a lot of politics involved with the industry over there. Uh, so I never really had like desire to, to like really work there, but there's so much good, you know, so many great directors and actors too in Mexico that I would love to work in with a, in a movie or, or something in in Mexico, um, either a co co production or something that would be amazing. Uh, but yeah, I guess just because I haven't really um, set myself to 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 work in Mexico, I, we, I did a, a theater piece uh, from here that we toured a little bit in the border of Mexico, but that's my 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 that's my experience in working over there. I would love to, though. All right. And I love working in Spanish. I can imagine it's a nice change of pace. Yeah, but I did get recognized in Italy, not in Mexico. <laughs> I went to Italy uh, uh, two years ago for the first time ever. One of my amazing, like, one my places that I always wanted to visit. And somebody, yeah, somebody recognized me. And I had no idea that I, I knew that it was, you know, uh, globally, I guess, internationally, the show. But uh, I guess it was just, it was very popular at the time. It's still, two years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, so yeah, but not in Mexico, no. Yeah, a lot of people are rediscovering it too because it's all on Hulu now. So like you get kids our age and younger who are like, what is what is this show? And like, <laughs> I, you know, so it's it's been great to see that it's got that longevity. But That's then great. Yvette, yep. and Yvette, we actually have a question from Noah Wiley. Oh. Yep, and he says, what are your memories of playing Dinah Washington on stage? Ah, it was the best. Um, I, that was one of my projects um, I write and uh, that I came out with to from New York to L.A. And um, um, Oliver Goldstick and I and my husband, and we workshopped it and took it to New York. And uh, But here, we did it, um, oh, wow, how long? Almost a, a year um, at the Coast Playhouse, sold out all the time. Yes, it, it, I, I could pay my actors, everybody else in the show, they got paid, which is rare here in LA. To, um, and um, then we went to New York and I have an OB and uh, there you go. It was fabulous, fabulous. I don't you know. Yvette is an amazing singer. Yeah. If you guys have oh, not yeah. heard her, she's amazing. Love you, kind Yvette. Of- oh my gosh, yes. Yep, I have a You're CD, so look on CD Baby. So I have a CD and um, two of them. Um, 
anyway, but I, I loved it. T tell Noah, I said, thank you for asking the question. <laughs> I hope some young actress will do Diana Was, okay? Because I can't do it now. I'm too old. <laughs> I can do it. You're not. I'm, I'm telling you, you're not. Life. You look the same. No, eight shows a week. Oh, no, no, oh. no, no, no. Okay? I already got my COVID shot, so you know how old I am. So... <laughs> So, no, I'm looking for a young person who can sing and, and do that. What I used to do, is it 30 years ago? Oh, no, it can't be that long. Uh, no, no. I think when I looked, I think it was 97 was when you did that. Okay, so that's about 20, 25, 25. That's long. No, but we started five years before that. It takes a long time to get a show up. Ah, uh, well. Okay. So 30. Yeah, yeah. 30. Yeah, 30. So, oh. Yes, I'm old. <laughs> but looking good. And feeling good. Sure. Whatever you're doing, it. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Okay. All right, you do. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our next, our well, our last two fan questions are also are for both of you. The first one is: uh, Do either of you have a favorite episode director that you worked with? Oh, Jonathan Kaplan, Mimi Leader, Felix. I already said that name. Jonathan, I I followed. He was helping me become a director. And um, I never quite crossed over. Uh, I did a couple of short films, but um, he was fabulous, Santa Claus. Um, and he, he looked gruff and acted gruff, but he was a, a little baby underneath. You could just squeeze him. And um, he was great. Teddy Bear. Great. Yes, mine too. Jonathan Kaplan, he uh, directed The Accused. Yes. Um, which I didn't obviously until I worked and I had to be like, who is this guy? And Felix Acala, uh, this, uh, he's from New Mexico, I believe, but I, I know he, he lives here and works here. Uh, also, Quentin Tarantino for me, just because he's Quentin Tarantino. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, you know, he's a star. <laughs> right? Come on. You got to get yeah, And uh, I would love to work with Quentin knew everyone's name. He, he was another one who knew everything about everybody, which is amazing. Yeah. Okay, for directors who yeah. know all this, and he was fabulous and fun. Yes, and also the the when uh, when our own uh, when our own actors would direct mm -hmm. um, Paul, yeah, Paul Crane, yeah. Laura Innes. Mm -hmm. You know, it was always fun because they knew what's up, and who was that? If you didn't want. If you felt like doing something different, they were like, yeah, go ahead, do whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, everybody, for the most part, that came in and directed, they knew more or less what we were doing. Except for so my guy. Like, oh, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he never came back. I don't even think he finished the show. Oh, no. Wow. No, I never, I don't know about that. You have to tell me who that was. <laughs> <laughs> And then the last of the fan questions, do either of you have a particularly favorite uh, George Clooney and or Juliana Margulies story? Um, well, George, everybody's got their George Clooney one. How about the one in which he put on the director's uh, uh, cart that he drove around the set? It was a um, honk if you, oh God, I don't know which one it was. Uh, <laughs> Did so many little pranks. Some pranks, he would do pranks all the time. And it, all the time. And I'm sure he still does pranks yeah and they, they were a hoot you know so of course you know all those you know um i don't know everybody was funny in their own way yeah george is the kind of guy that you you can put him in a room with nothing <laughs> and he'll find something to do with i don't know an ant <laughs> you know what i'm saying or like with with something He's the kind of guy that will grab anything, will grab this little tie, and he'll already be entertaining himself for 
hours. I love people <laughs> like that. He's just a creative being, you know. Mm -hmm. He would always do little things. Like I remember, he would uh, he would do that 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 bit where he would sne sneeze behind somebody, and somebody else would, or he himself would spray them with the with the bottle <gasps> as if it were spit. Oh. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, the little things, right? Or else he would get a, a water bottle and then he would crack his neck and, you know, crack the <gasps> I mean, the little things. But it's just like, he was our, our entertainment. <laughs> you didn't have to do anything. It's just like a lot of downtime. No just problem. let him go. No problem on the ER set. None. <laughs> yeah, Makai was another great one who was always uh, entertaining. Just out, you know, when you're when there's downtime, there's like stories, or it's always great to work with people that can just, you know, not annoyingly, just mm -hmm. like creating an ambiance of like fun. We're doing this, this is work, but this is fun, and, you know. Yeah, don't take yourself so seriously. Yes, yes, people get more creative when they're loose and yes, and comfortable and in a happy mood. Yep, and I swear, Noah Wiley has a photogenic memory. Oh, yes. Okay. He, really? he would know your line, his line, everybody's line. He I just look at him and go, wow. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw an interview he did a year or two ago where they asked him to recite his first lines from his first episode. And he did it like, with all the technical terms and everything. I mean, he did everything. it like right away. And it was, I was amazed. Yeah. 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 He's a brainiac. He's smart. <laughs> So it's either he was so traumatized into memorizing that, he's like memorizing that exactly, or he's just brilliant. It could go either way. He's brilliant. That was just one of the scripts. He knows every. He knows it. Just that's true. He does. Yeah. So and the worst that one rap. Uh, what's that? The Sugar Hill. The Sugar Hill Gang rap. You know the old mm -hmm. school one. To the hip. To the hip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he, I remember him listening to him recite that once or rap it once. It's good. It's funny. Thank you for thank you for taking us through this little memory land, uh, memory are, lane. You, you oh, all are we, taking us. We live for it. I've had oh a smile God. on my face this whole time, just a oh. smile, thinking back to the time and everybody, and it was such a wonderful time and and wonderful feeling to go to work every day, um, to 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 be on a fabulous show. You know, how many people, how many actors get to say they're on a fabulous show? We were. That's true. Yeah. And you know what's funny? It's like, I, I was like, I don't know. What am I going to say? Everybody has, you know, we all had like the wonderful experience. Everybody else, I'm sure, has said like wonderful things. But when you're, when you're in talking about this, you just like, you're there and you can't help talking about your wonderful experience. Thank you guys. Thank really, you. Yeah, no, thank really you. nice. Yeah. Thank you very much. And thank you for keeping the show alive. Thank you. Um, so this is for both of you. Are either of you working on any current projects? Okay. Yeah. Um, I did something called Blind Fire. Uh, it was out last, uh, the 2020. Um, it, it, you know, didn't get the play it needed because, you know, COVID. Um, I was on Amazing Stories and I just finished for Netflix something called My Love. And it's about um, love around uh, the world, older people. And I'm um, dubbing, I'm not in it. I'm dubbing uh, the Brazilian part. I, I play uh, uh, Jorima. It's a real, real, it's a documentary. 
but you know, she's speaking in Portuguese or whatever, and I'm speaking Portuguese. Yeah, and I'm speaking. I'm interpreting it, and it's a cool. wonderful piece. So look at it, okay? This is the last thing I did. I finished that last week. We got time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, the last thing I did was uh, Station 19. I play uh, the aunt of uh, Andy Herrera, the main uh, firefighter there. Such a, another great cast, guys. By the way, Chanda Rhymes. You know, she puts another. She puts. She, you know, cranks these amazing shows. The writing's great, and the, the cast is fantastic. Um, I don't know when I'll be back there again. I've done, I think, four episodes, but um, so I'll, I'm happy whenever whenever they write something for me. And like a year and a half ago, it was when we did um, Firefly, Firefly Lane uh, with Catherine Hagel. Mm-hmm. Um, they shut that in Canada, and um, and I don't I don't think I'm gonna be back. It's, it's supposed to be recurring, but I I don't think it worked out with uh, the relationship. Didn't work out with her and, mm. and uh and the boyfriend who plays my son, which I can't believe because mm. I I don't know he's like I think thirty, and I can't believe that I would have a son thirty years old. <laughs> but anyway, he's so cute too. I was like, no, you cannot be my son, <laughs> but. But uh, so I don't know. If, I don't know if they'll patch things up. Um, but I don't know. If, but so that's the last thing I did. So I'm open for work. <laughs> Me too. And and um, how can fans of the show keep up with your work outside of ER moving forward? Mm, well, I gotta get my website going again because I'm not very. I'm not really into the internet that much. And the person that was doing my website. Um, anyway, she she was gone. <laughs> Um, um, I have my CD that's 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 happening Um, and then I I write so I'll let you know if something happens with one of my projects that gets picked up and they do it (laughs) oh you bet I hope I hope something uh, gets picked up for you I hope so too I hope yeah girl keep doing it yeah um for me also I myself I I mean I have Facebook but I don't really post anything about work on Facebook and I'm not really very active on Instagram. I just really just share my love for and my work of you know art. I don't really post anything when I work on 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 anything. But some people tag me uh, sometimes on on Instagram. So I guess through there, if you if okay. you follow me, you know, we can share an art. So I, I share my my work and and follow people with with the same with the same love for it. So. I think we I think we've been guilty of tagging you in a few things once or twice old episodes and stuff. So I think we've been guilty of that. <laughs> yes, uh, I appreciate it. So one one final question for both of you. And we've we've kind of made a habit out of asking every person we talk to from the show about this cuz everybody kind of brings their own unique perspective to it. Uh, and it's just kind of a nice way to sum things up. So what do you think it's important for fans of ER to know about the show from both of your unique perspectives? In other words, when you think back on your time on the show, what would you want people to know about the experience that wouldn't necessarily be clear just from watching? Well, I, I think the love of being actors and the love of telling stories, it permeated the whole group, everyone. And and that's what made it so great is that all of us, like most of us came from theater and, um, and, but the stories came from real life and we could relate to them. And, and that we're all proud of being, doing what we, we were doing. We were all proud of it. 
and we're proud of the of our audience the audience hung with us and kept us going you know so yeah and nurses and doctors i love them. i'm with you on that event the love and uh, also that we we are we are those characters <laughs> i don't know that's a weird thing to say <laughs> but really that we, it's us we are that it's part of us that are are, yeah. are you know uh, being uh the characters on that show it's that it's it's really it's really part of like a human experience that we really are putting our human experience there and if it is right that those uh they they based the those stories on actual stories and uh, that the uh, we had a lot of technical uh, doctors there, technical advisors, doctors and mm -hmm. nurses, and I'm sure that everybody, the, all the people, the fans that follow know that. But they were true to me to trying to make sure that everything was true to, to the you know the doctors and nurses, the actual, um, yeah. the actual, the reality of it. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, I think a lot of it is the, the love and the the humanity of it. Yeah, I don't know. That, that to me, that that's what I feel right now talking about that. Yeah.